Thank you for checking out the Mercy Hill Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like to know more about Mercy Hill, you can visit us on the web at mercyhill.cc. God has been so, so good. And, and he really does bring the lonely into family. He brings us together. And uh, I value your appreciation, Pam. Yeah, just... Let me be clear. When Pam says we've never had a pastor like this, she's talking about her and Ron's experience. Mercy Hill has had great pastoring for 10 years. And I want to honor Johnny. Uh, he was in the back here earlier because this church has had great pastoral leadership from before day one. Amen. It's, it's been a privilege for me the way that Johnny has been part of my life since before I was part of Mercy Hill. And since I've had the privilege of being here, Johnny has been the absolute greatest ex-pastor we could ever ask for. And just tremendously respect and appreciate Johnny and all he's meant and all he's been. We're going to share communion together now as we conclude. If there's a seat near you, feel free to take it. Because I want to take us back just before we do to the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 15. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. He says, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. There's good news about Jesus Christ. Amen? And that's the center of who we are. It's this Jesus. It's the person and work of Jesus. Timothy, can you pop that up there for us? Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel that's been preached to you. None of us made it up. Johnny didn't make it up. I haven't made it up. None of us who come up and share the good news about Jesus have made this up. We've received it. It came to Brad in 1984 with power that turned your life around, Brad. Hallelujah. Here we are 35 years later, the same Jesus, still faithful. And that gospel that we believed in is still our life today. It is still our hope. Scott, thank you. And the God, and the scripture says, by this gospel, you're saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, otherwise you've believed in vain. You know, the, the reality of faith is, Faith is about the things we don't see. We can, we can set up stones that remind us. We can hold on to the points in our life that show us God was there. But who hopes for what he already has? Faith that's seen isn't really faith at all. Our faith is in a risen Jesus that we don't get to see with our eyes. We'll see him face to face in another day. But here, our faith is something we hold on to firmly. And, and belief is not in vain when it's put in Jesus Christ himself. And here's the content. When Paul says, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, that you believed and on which you've taken your stand. It's got content. Here's what it says. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. That he was buried that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures and that he appeared first of all to Peter, then to the 12 and after that to more than 500 of the brothers at one time. 
most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. And that phrase, fallen asleep, that's Paul's understanding of death. When we die in Christ, we're sleeping. It's a temporary condition. We're with him in glory. And so as when believers pass away, Paul says, you've just fallen asleep. In the, there's a morning that's coming where we see him face to face. Listen, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you this gospel. Christ died, Christ buried, Christ risen, Christ seen again. That's what we stand on. That's who we are. It's two pairs. He says Christ died. Well, how do we know that? Because he was buried. And the buried is the evidence that he died. And, and we see again that he rose again. How do we know that? Because he appeared. And these go hand in hand because the gospel is not about our own effort. It's not even about how well we care for each other and do the things that enable others to sense and feel the love of God. The gospel is not our righteousness. It's not our effort. It's not even about us, really. It's about Jesus and what Jesus has done and who he is today. The gospel is about Jesus Christ and what he's done, that he's died, that he was buried, that he's risen again, that he's appeared and he's alive. Not only 2,000 years ago to Peter and to 12 and then to 500 others. And as Paul says, finally, last of all to me, who as one abnormally born, he's appeared and been real in our own lives. We believe this, that Christ crucified, risen and alive. He's the savior. He's the ruler of all things. We believe his grace is really sufficient for us. That's what we rely on. That's why we throw ourselves on Jesus's feet when we can't find any other way to go forward. And he is the hope for anyone everywhere in the world. And we believe that he's always with us in the mission he's given us to embody him, to be an incarnation of his body here where we live and throughout the earth. And so that's why we come to communion each, each morning. That's what we've been doing today. We've been breaking bread and fellowshipping together with gladness of heart as we celebrate all that Jesus is to us in our relationships. That was precious, Heather, our relationships with one another. But let's honor Jesus together now as we take the bread and we take the cup. Because on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, he gave thanks, and he broke it. He said, take and eat. This is my body broken for you. It's given for the world. It's given for us. So let's go ahead and take the bread together. And in the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup. And when he'd given thanks, he gave it to his disciples. He said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins. In ourselves, has already been said in people's testimonies, we're not that great a bunch of people, really. But the love of God is on us because that's what he's like. And he's given himself for us. Let's celebrate with the cup. God bless you. This is a wonderful family. I'm so glad with my family to be able to be a part and to be able to come in on what so many others have sown and labored and built Many of us in the room, we're just enjoying the harvest of what others have been able to put in. So let's remember, we keep plowing and we keep sowing 
because God still has more. There's others that he wants to be able to have experienced the same fellowship and joy that we get to have together in him. God bless you. Have a great week.